0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show where we record stuff about travel from our home because we can't travel. (laughs) Sitting next to me, laughing at my not great joke, my wife, constant travel companion, constant home companion, (laughs) Heather.
1: I mean, what else can you do but laugh? I mean, we spend a lot of time together, so... A yeah, lot. I will always laugh at your jokes.
0: Oh, thank Or you.
1: roll my eyes. Or roll
0: your eyes. Yeah. That's one and the same. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us on our Quarantine Diaries. These are shorter form, unedited, unscripted, although our podcast is always unscripted, um, shows where we come live not live I always say you live keep saying
1: live I mean, where we, we come
0: <laughs> on video <laughs>
1: on video to we you. would do this live except it's just too hard to then put it into the podcast audio right. form so IGTV or IG in general Instagram makes it a little challenging with so, all of these different ways you, we get our content out to you so no it is it not, is not live. live
0: but it is on IGTV <laughs> so if you're watching on IGTV or if you've never seen our faces and you want to head all over to Instagram you can watch it on IGTV there you can also listen in the podcast feed as we said monday wednesday friday and also that's on in addition to our regular longer form show the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast that comes out every tuesday if you listen to the show before this we're taking your questions, mm-hmm. and that yes. was super fun.
1: We at we did the sticker tag on Instagram, so also if you're not following us on Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow at Extra Pack of Peanuts because we do some fun things on there. We put out the sticker, ask us anything. We got an overwhelming response from all of you. This is super fun. We are loving these questions. It's really good content, and last time we answered 10 questions, but it went 30 minutes. So today we're actually just going to do five questions, and these are really Good questions, these five questions. So we wanted to keep it a little shorter for all of you, just just because I don't know if you only Originally, want to listen to 15 minutes well, instead of 30.
0: Originally the quarantine diaries were supposed to be short form, so that meant 15 mm-hmm. minutes or less. I'm not sure we've ever done one under 15 minutes. Yeah. But with five questions, we've got a Maybe. shot. Maybe at we it. can do it. All right. So question number one for today mm-hmm. comes to us from at HMSM underscore H. This person loves H's and M's <laughs> that if they're on Wheel of Fortune, be like, give me an H, <laughs> give me an M. See,
1: that's that's a joke. I'm going to roll my eyes. At. I it right. Right. wasn't that funny. <laughs> no, H M
0: S M underscore H asked a great question. What is your favorite destination you have been to with kids?
1: Whew. I would have to say just anywhere that there's a beach because <laughs> The kids at this age being two and, well, Hadley is is nine months now, um, it's just more fun to be somewhere where they are entertained because it makes it more fun for us when they're not, you know, oh, I don't want to be at this museum. Not that I wouldn't take them to a museum. I would, but when you travel with kids, you have to be cognizant of their needs and what's going to make everybody happiest. So I would say the beach. We've been to lots of beaches with wit, Um. But we did the trip we took with both of the kids, we just went to Florida. We went to a beach and that was great. For a week and a half, we just took them to the beach every day. Wit loves it there. So
0: I would agree. We haven't had many experiences with both kids traveling yet because we've been quarantined for one third of Hadley's (laughs) life at this point. And um, you know, before that she was really small, so we did take her on a few smaller trips. But yeah, beach for sure. We've we've done beaches in Mallorca, Spain with wit. We've done beaches Croatia. Um, in Croatia. We've done beaches British in Columbia. Florida. We've done beaches in British Columbia. Doesn't matter. The kid loves throwing rocks into water. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Doesn't it doesn't
1: have to be a beach. could be uh, a lake. could be a river. <laughs>
0: yeah. We've been, to, we've been to Oregon with him down by the, the lake. Um, so the kid loves water. We love being around water. So if I'm going to give you a specific destination for us, the, the best one so far and the one that we've spent the most time out with our kids was Madeira Beach. Outside of St. Pete in Florida, and it was perfect. We we were at a beachfront condo. There was a pool and hot tub there too, so it was like they could, well, wit could swim in that. Um, and then we just walk right down to the beach, and they would just play. You know, yeah. they just sit and play, and we could go on long walks on the beach with them. It's just it's so nice to be outside when mm-hmm. you get to be on a beach and the weather is nice. Yeah. And so for us. Uh, yeah.
1: That's our favorite. That That's being it. said, I i mean, we're willing to take our kids anywhere. We've taken them to a lot of different countries. We go out to eat with them. We make them do the things that we want to do as well. But the beach is definitely the easiest. And solution. the
0: benefit for us of Florida is it's a two-hour flight. And so when we can fly again, it's super easy for us to pop down there. That's always a consideration when you have kids, for sure. As anyone with kids know, like, you can take long-haul flights and you can do all that. And we are going to do it. But it takes more out of you and it's harder. So, if you can have a short trip and have it be equally as good, or if not better, then great. Number Question number 12,
1: two, or sorry, number two. Um, how do you balance being full-time entrepreneurs and full-time parents? From at Mrs. Kelly Lesko. Uh,
0: well, how do you balance it? Um, you know, I think there's a few things that we've done. One, and this this was especially sh- showed itself during the quarantine because. We were kind of getting into a rhythm before that mm-hmm. because we were we would send our kids to, with, to my parents and they were watching them two days a week and so we're getting in this rhythm of having two kids and then the quarantine hit and we got thrown off and the first couple of weeks were really bad for both of us. Yeah. we were fighting. It was, it was just not a pretty. It's scene
1: it's yet. really hard with both of us working and I know a lot of you most of you out there who have kids are experiencing the same thing when you're having to work from home and also have your kids at home whereas before we we relied a lot on family to help us and I would only work actually part-time so we're not usually both full-time entrepreneurs I'm full-time mom part-time entrepreneur yeah you work
0: part-time hours but the mental energy is a full-time because I'm yeah. constantly peppering oh, you with yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, Trav's always
1: like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm like, well, I'm not in that mode. I'm in mom mode, so it's kind of hard for me to switch over. I'm in making dinner mode. Ew, but I know he's asking me all these questions. So it's, we. I mean, we're not great at it, honestly. I, well, here's,
0: <laughs> here's what I was going to say with what has really helped. I think yes. it comes down to yes. one thing that we've done that is the biggest help. And I'll give you a, a secondary thing. But the first thing is, being more organized and being more scheduled because why we end up butting heads and fighting is like most couples miscommunication, but it's especially prevalent when you're both at home and you're trying to get stuff done. And you know, and and I don't know when Heather's going to be cooking or not cooking or when I'm cooking or feeding
1: Hadley, which I'm the only one who can do that. Right.
0: Or when I'm going to be working or she's going to be working or when we're going to when we're going to record together because sometimes we have to record together. So we have to get someone here to watch the kids. So for us, it has really come down to the last four or five weeks saying like we need to schedule this out and we need to be on the same page ahead of time. So then inevitably when roadblocks get set in our path or obstacles happen that were unexpected, we can move around those, but we're not starting with no schedule and trying, sure. to, and trying to fit stuff in. So for us, it has become be more organized, get mm-hmm. stuff on a calendar, talk about our week ahead of time. And we don't always do this perfectly, but when we do, it helps it's immensely. A
1: lot more seamless. And we have allowed um, our two sisters who live together. Neither one of them are working right now because of COVID, so we've basically been quarantining with them. So that's how we're even able to record these podcasts. Is that we've hired them to watch the kids for a few hours a couple days a week so that we can get some work done during this quarantine. So not everybody has that option, but normally in non-quarantine times, we do rely on the help of family to watch the kids, not every day, but for a small reprieve so that we can do things that we have to do together.
0: And that was my secondary thing. And so whether it's quarantine or not quarantine, I think you have to start being, like you have to be cognizant and of how much your time is worth and say, yeah, this might seem expensive that I have to send my kids to daycare. I have to have someone come watch them like, oh, I'm taking money out of my pocket. But if you are serious about being an entrepreneur, you have to look at it and say, well, if I, you know, is my time worth more than I'm paying them? And sometimes it might not be when you're starting out. And, and I mm-hmm. get that. We've been there before, but you're never going to get ahead if you're constantly putting that side of it mm-hmm. on the back burner for everything else. So sometimes you have to say, I'm going to pay for this. And it's making me committed and in the time that someone's watched my kid, I know Mm -hmm. it's costing me, whatever, a hundred bucks a day. Well, I better get my ass in gear and figure out how today I'm going to make myself a hundred bucks or how it's going to make me way more than a hundred bucks in the future.
1: And we've also done that, not just with childcare, but other things that will make us make our lives easier. And we've weighed out the pros and cons of those things. For example, in non-quarantine times, we have hired a cleaner because it's like, well, is Heather going to spend like eight hours of her day cleaning the house from top to bottom when she could be working instead? And we're going to pay somebody to do that. So we haven't done that (laughs) since quarantine started. So that's been um, a bit of a struggle, keeping the house super clean, trying to work and be with the kids. But that's one thing that we decided that was worth it. And another thing that I personally decided was to do a meal kit service because grocery shopping, planning meals for the family even before. For quarantine is just something that's a lot of energy and a lot of mental energy and then also the shopping so we did um, HelloFresh and that also really helps us because it's like okay this is what we're having for dinner we already know the ingredients are all here and it takes 30 to 40 minutes to whip it up so Trav wasn't loving that as much but it really helped me out mentally and with my time so just making those intentional decisions that can make your life easier if you're able to do it
0: totally uh, this is a great question. What place do you wish you could experience for the first time again? This comes from at L Books 93. So this mm. is a great question. What place do you wish you could experience for the first time again?
1: I mean, every place. I, I don't know. They're all, we've been to so many beautiful places out there. I don't even know. I My first thought was kind of maybe Thailand because we've that been that there was my first thought so too. many times and we love it so much and it's just so different from... Going to other places, Trav mentioned in the previous podcast, you know, someone asked Europe or Asia. And while we love Europe, it's easy to go to Europe. And of course the cultures are different, but when you compare it to the U.S., you know, there's some similarities. It's Western culture, but in Asia everything is so different. And I feel as though going there for the first time was just such an eye-opening experience that I would love to feel that again.
0: I feel like landing in Thailand, and this is weird too because we had been, we were in Malaysia before that. We, had, we lived in Japan, went to Malaysia mm-hmm. for a couple of days, then landed in Thailand. But the Malaysia part, I, I feel like it didn't really hit at home really. When well, it, we were the, in
1: just Kuala Lumpur, right? We're in
0: Kuala Lumpur, but the big city. Fir, when we when we first landed in Chiang Mai, in Thailand, I just remember thinking that you know in the first few hours, like, all right, now now I've made it as a travel. Like this is. This is now now we're backpackers. And I don't know if it was because it was Thailand instead of Malaysia or if we had had a a, a weaning in period in Malaysia of a couple days. But I remember sitting there and thinking, all right, like this is completely different than what I'm used to. Um, And and it just kind of washing over me of like, yep, we've done it. We're out seeing the world like we've always talked about wanting to. Uh, So Thailand was my initial reaction. But then I had a different one for a different reason. For me, this would be Mount Fuji. Because when I hiked Mount Fuji for the first and only time so far in my Mm -hmm. life, Heather drug me to the top. Like, I was altitude sick. Mm -hmm. I was shivering, shaking, sweating. And by the time we got to the top of Mount Fuji, I literally passed out on a volcanic rock, fell asleep right at the top, (laughs) and then was woken up by Heather saying, we got to run back down because we got to catch this bus. So I literally... My brother says I say literally weird, weird, literally, literally, literally didn't get to see anything from the top of Mount Fuji yeah. other than my eyelids. And I felt awful the entire time. Yeah. So I wish I could experience that for the first time again. And hopefully it would be a much better, better experience where I get to the top and I'm not sick.
1: All right. Fair enough. Great okay. question, <laughs> really 93. Good question. Number four. What destination has taught you the most important life lessons, and what are they? By at Ellen Flynn. Wow, what a good question that is going to cause some reflection. And again, we didn't think about this before the podcast, so just putting us on the spot I, here. All right, I'll go first.
0: Okay. It has to be for me, Japan. Yeah, I was because I mean, we lived in Japan yes for two years, and it has formed. It formed who we were. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the most time we've ever spent in a place other than our home area.
1: And so culturally diverse and very, very different from the U.S.
0: So as far as what life lessons they were, I mean, a multitudes of life lessons, but probably a few of the biggest were, A, slowing down, which is quarantine has definitely done. I actually equated this to Heather when the quarantine first started. I said, I feel a little bit like I'm back in Japan because our life there was very simple.
1: Mm-hmm. It we was had a, just us. Yep.
0: few friends. That was it.
1: We went to work. We came home. It was a slower pace of life. We weren't going so fast so quickly. We didn't have any type of... Um we didn't have people asking anything of us other than our jobs. You know, we didn't have family obligations, which I mean we love our family obviously, but we both come from big families so there's always something going on or something that we are doing with our family. We didn't have that in Japan, which made us homesick a lot of the time, but it also just made us like it was just us and we did a what lot we of, wanted and
0: a lot of people asked us when we were leaving to go to Japan and then afterwards because we got married and then left for Japan a month later so they said, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be so crazy." Like your first year of marriage is always so crazy and you're deciding to move to another country where you don't speak the language and all this stuff. You know, how are you going to do it? I actually think it was way more beneficial for us to be in Japan because Mm -hmm. we weren't pulled in so many directions. We had to rely on each other. We only really had each other. And so it actually caused us to slow down, appreciate each other, take things, you know, for what they were Mm -hmm. and, and be simpler. I would say another life lesson other than the few that we just touched on there would be the fact that it kind of forced us to think about what we value, why we do certain things the way we do instead of just doing them unquestion- like, unquestioning, like, oh, this is just my culture, this is how I am. Because Japanese culture is so different, every day things forced us to say like, well, they do it this way. And then why do they do it this way? And do I think it's better or worse? Or is it just different and it's not better or worse? And so that helped me clarify a lot of, the, the things that I really do appreciate in the way that I was raised and then a mm-hmm. few things of like, hey, I thought this was the way things should be, but it it doesn't have to or maybe I don't agree with that because mm-hmm. every day you were you were coming up against something that was different than your cultural norm and it made you think about why it was that way.
1: Yeah, and I will just add to that by saying some other countries that taught us because we both kind of picked Japan and This could be true of a lot of countries in the world, but countries that are more third world countries and we've been to a lot of those in Southeast Asia. I remember the first time we went to Cambodia and the first time we went to Thailand and we see these people who have so much less than us. Yet they're so happy. They don't need all of the things and all the consumerism that we have here in the U.S. and in Western culture where like everybody needs the newest iPhone and the newest car and, you know, all the things in your house. And I mean, obviously, everybody knows that I love interior decorating and I love nice things. So I do struggle sometimes with being too consumeristic and going to these countries where people have less, but their lives aren't worse off. Because of it, because they just make do with what they have and they're still happy and these kids are smiling and they're just playing in the street and they're not like glued to a screen. I mean, these are all life lessons that we can remember that you don't have to have everything. You can be happy with less.
0: Yeah. Great question. Actually, this goes right into it. We did not organize these questions in any manner. They're totally (laughs) random. But at J.K. Mansfeld says, what's been your biggest takeaway from the quarantine and i this is perfect because for me mm-hmm. i would just say what i just mentioned about japan yeah. would be my biggest takeaway from that is for is also from the quarantine is hey you always want to go, go, go. And Heather mentioned consumerism and, and being consumeristic and, and getting a lot of stuff. I'm not always about a lot of stuff, but I am always about like pushing boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I want another Airbnb property because it can make more money. And I'm just I wanna like- I
1: want to take more trips. want to take I more wanna,
0: trips. Yeah. I want to see more places. I want to see more places. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, it's, it's not always, for me, my outlet isn't always stuff. It's experiences or it's challenges. And what I've realized is that You don't have to be pushing yourself that much all the time. Mm -hmm. And honestly, a lot of times what that does is leads to more stress and leads you to it's it's self-imposed stressed out and burnout when you don't need that. When you can say, I'm happy with what I have here. I'm happy with the house that we have. I'm happy not being I mean, not overly happy not being able to go see new stuff but i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. i've come to peace with it like it's cool that we're just hanging in our backyard every day or taking the same walk with our kids every day because there's to them it's a brand new experience each time and i'm and i'm fine living that life through them a little bit and seeing stuff through their eyes of like this is new this is new um i don't always have to chase that next like dopamine hit of something being new and fresh
1: yes Absolutely. I mean, the quarantine has taken us back to this slower time of life where we get to enjoy our our family our our children and spending time at home and it is it is more peaceful in that way there's not as many obligations out there and we've really been enjoying that aspect of quarantine even though of course we're itching to travel and trav already wants to plan our first trip so that being said you know
0: but but yeah i think it's summed up saying like less is more yeah and we have less people around us and that's not something we love being around a lot of people and our friends Uh, You know, we do miss them, but it is kind of nice that now when we're doing a brunch, it's like, hey, we're just doing brunch for ourselves. We're not calling up 15 people like we normally would and doing this huge major thing. There's a time and place for that, but maybe it doesn't have to be every Sunday, right, or every other Sunday. So um, I I do want to say, too, with the quarantine, and then we'll close with this, that I think people are just, because everyone slowed down, just genuinely nicer with each Mm -hmm. other and more interested in just having conversations instead of just walking by someone and a uh, cursory hello hello now it's like talk with your neighbors mm-hmm. you see this person the trash guy talked to me a bunch the other day because he's From probably my social distance yeah he's probably bored i'm probably bored and so it's yeah. like hey how you doing man thanks so much thanks for being out here you know just there's there's just more empathy and there's more kind of compassion for each right. other and which there, has been i
1: mean nice. there's so many people out there on the front lines still working you know like even the the trash People and the obviously the healthcare workers and those essential workers out there are, I mean, we're so grateful to them and just to be able to share your things even with you know just those people that you're seeing um, out in the world, even though it's not very many people, it's the essential workers. But how many times have you gone to the grocery store and made conversation with the cashier? I mean, I try to do that, but you know, not always, my mind isn't always there. So just to thank them and like they're really putting their lives at risk by just checking us out at the grocery store so
0: yeah so thank you guys for listening great awesome questions we've got more coming from me i like the five question yeah. format
1: although we still went long we still but went not long, as long as last but, time. but those
0: are those are good questions <laughs> to, to expand on um so we'll keep these coming monday wednesday friday mm-hmm. our quarantine diaries come out on igtv so you can watch us um, I almost said live again. You cannot watch us live, but you can watch us and see our faces. Also, on the podcast feed, they're coming out, and our regularly scheduled Extra Pack of Pans podcast, longer form, comes out every Tuesday as well. So, um, if if people think they have more questions, that's like let us know because we'll put out another thing, another host i'm not good with the vernacular and
1: it's called a sticker a
0: sticker (laughs) and we can take more questions but we have another 10 questions from people so we'll put those out in the next couple episodes as well so thank you for your questions thank you for listening you guys are awesome stay safe see you next time cheers